Brands will become a more important part of the user journey, as well as Google's understanding of your company, with Gus Pologia from Teamwork. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Gus, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Uh, my number one SEO tip for 2022 is to uh, focus about around your brand. Um, it's getting more complicated to rank on Google and there are always, you know, there, there are more ads and there are less opportunities to get the click. So I believe that the more that people can recognize your brand, maybe even if you're not the number one, this is going to increase um, how the clicks you're going to get and how people will understand you. So why is brand more important? Is this because there's more competition or is this because it improves conversion rates? Other other reasons? Um, I think both of these reasons, uh, competition is getting uh, higher. We see uh, now brands that are beating even on, on terms that are not really completely commercial, commercially related. So you need to be on, on front. Uh, you need to be on the top, even when people are doing that top of funnel research. So um, you know, people are looking, even if they, they know your brand, they want to research, uh, you know, they're going to look for reviews. They want to look at external websites. So protecting your brand and being there at every step of the journey will become more and more important. Uh, Google is also looking at entities uh, more and more now. So if you can connect your brand to a specific topic, that's going to help you not just to rank, but also uh, to, to get, you know, for users to recognize you as, uh, as a proper answer for, for a topic as well. Okay, great. Okay, so there can be potentially many benefits to focusing on the brand. It'd be good to focus in on, I guess, the, the most important benefits from an SEO perspective. You mentioned review sites, the importance of, of getting your brand there. You mentioned entities. Um, what are some of the key um essential, most important reasons for focusing in on a brand? Is it because you're going to get higher click-through rates? Is it because you're going to get a knowledge panel and more recognition and more trust or other uh, other key reasons for doing so? Uh, I think uh, all the reasons that you mentioned um, are essential. And so you're going to get better CTRs, you're going to get your knowledge panel, um, but you also should protect how other websites are talking about you. So um, let's say if you're in the software industry, we were talking about uh, maybe G2, Captera. If you are um, selling beauty products, um, a lot of people will search on, on Reddit or, or on blogs what kind of results you're getting. Maybe it's a brand that you, maybe you, you saw an ad somewhere else and you go on Google to check their reviews to see if that's, the product is as good as they promise. So, you know, I, I would start by researching uh, your own brand and seeing what are the type of results you're getting there. Look at the um, uh, people also ask questions, the reviews that you have, uh, are you replying to them, are you replying to them inside all of these other websites um, or even from the other way around. If someone is uh, still searching for um, a product or a service that, that do, will do something for them, uh, are you listed on the places where people are doing that search? So um, I believe it's important to be uh, visible in all of the steps of the journey. And now that it's getting harder to rank, maybe Google's showing you less results or more feature snippets. Uh, you don't want to rank just with your own website, but you want to be present even when 
um, people are looking at a different blog or a different website. So do you believe that a brand should be actively asking for reviews? And if so, how? Uh, I see no problem in, in actively asking for reviews. Um, I think that's an important thing to do. Um, you know, maybe you have an automated process so you can ask uh, everybody or even protecting the reviews they already have. If people are unhappy about something, you know, giving an honest answer, it's very important. I would say the bad reviews are the ones that matter the most. Um, because if you just see businesses that are only have a five-star reviews or everything's great, uh, that it also looks a bit dodgy sometimes. So I tend to look at the bad reviews and see how the company handled. Um, sometimes the, um, you know, what, what someone asked was really unrealistic and you can see that by the answer. Um, so, you know, protect your, yourself in, in every single uh, possible direction. So is it potentially useful to include reviews and review data on your own website? Or are you only talking about reviews from a third-party website perspective? Um, I would believe mostly on the third party. Uh, you can integrate that on your website. But usually if, the, you know, if I see cases where the reviews, you know those dodgy reviews that have a, a great comment about the company and maybe doesn't have a first name or a last name. Mm -hmm. If I see something like this, that doesn't really sound real. But if I can validate this on an external website and they link to that place, that for me is a signal of trust. So I can look at the other reviews as well and not just at the, the little angle the company is trying to, uh, to give it to you. And is there much SEO value um, to do things like using schema to mark up um, review information on your own website um, to hopefully get some additional rich snippets and search results and maybe a higher click-through rate? Uh, there's definitely value on those. Uh, I think a lot of people do it wrong. They just uh, uh, toss a number there and maybe try to manipulate those. Uh, so what's the right way to do it? it, it well, the right way is just kind of being honest and having an automated system. So, you know, if your reviews went down or if you have um, a higher number of reviews, just pull it the, the most up-to-date information. Don't just say, you know, five stars for everything um, because also, that also sounds fake. You know, everybody's going to be, you know, and for every company, someone's going to be unhappy about something or they won't give you a five star even if they are happy with the results. So I think being realistic here uh, is, the, is the key. Okay. I, I guess one key element of establishing your brand is ensuring that your search engines, search engines such as Google, are comfortable with the context of what your brand represents, where your brand fits in, how it relates with other brands out there. Um, so how do you use maybe content on your website to help to educate Google about what your brand does, what it represents? Yeah, I think there are a lot of directions that you can take this from. Um, your homepage is a great place to explain uh, who you are. Um, your Wikipedia and your Wikidata profiles as well. I know those are hard to, to manage, but at least you can make sure that what's, what's there is actually correct. Um, so Google is also looking at all, lots of external websites. So it could be from Crunchbase to G2, or it could even be a website that you've never heard of. Um, so if you are explaining who you are there, um, that's the right way to go. So let's say if you are um, you're working on your personal brand and you want to make sure that Google understands who you are. So look at all the bios that you have out there on your LinkedIn or other websites um, that you maybe that you wrote something before. 
uh, are those still correct based on who you are right now? So if in a if let's say if you have a lot of websites that that you have your bios that are saying that you work at one place, but on your social media you say that you work somewhere else, maybe that's a conflict information. So it's difficult for Google to really trust that information about you. And the same thing about your brand. So maybe if you 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 change your positioning. Uh, you should reflect that across all of your channels as well. And sometimes it's something simple to do. You know, I like to map um, all of the social profiles that, that I have. So let's say uh, for your for your personal brand, you're going to remember a lot of those, but it's easy. Just uh, Google, Google yourself and see where you are. Um, you will be surprised at the amount of websites that have your information, that have your name, your bio, your picture, your email and social handles. So start claiming those and make sure that the information in all of those uh, is correct. Um, if you're a brand, or especially a big brand, look at all of the profiles that you have. Maybe your dev team created a profile on GitHub. Uh, maybe a user created something on Quora to, to answer the questions about you. So, you know, there are tons of places beyond uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Google My Business where your information is there. So. Uh, I would do my best to connect all of these places and make sure the information is correct. And with more and more of these, Google can increase the trust they have on uh, who you are and, and you know, the topic that, it, that you should belong to. Is it necessary to include uh, ideally the same profile information uh, about the brand on each social profile? Um, so if you have an opportunity to write a paragraph or a few lines of who your brand is, what it does, what it represents. It's important to use exactly the same sentences in that, in each social channel, to give Google more confidence that that's definitely your brand and that's what it represents, or is that not quite so important? Uh, I, I, I would guess you probably would get mixed, mixed opinions on this. Um, I'm fine with having the same as long as it's actually you know, accurate on how you want to position yourself. But if, if the content is similar, but let's say if you're still explaining who you are, maybe when you're found, where you were, the company was founded or the, you know, what you offer, that is, that is absolutely fine. So you don't need to duplicate your content across all, all the channels. Um, but at least you need to be consistent on uh, who you are, what you do, and link all the social channels uh, as much as you can. So how does this drive measurable SEO success? Because traditionally SEOs have been involved in um, focusing on keyword phrases, on rankings, on links, on content, um, perhaps more recently user experience as well, improving conversion rates. But brand isn't quite so tangible. So how does an SEO go about explaining the value of what they're doing? Yeah, um, I think that's not as straightforward as, uh, you know, perhaps uh, the clicks that you get and, and things like that. Uh, but you, but you can measure that. Maybe looking at the, your branded searches are they increasing? Uh, you can show if you have your knowledge panel and if your social channels are there. Um, you know, you can see maybe the conversion on your blog. Um, if I if I'm searching for let's say project management software and I don't know what are the companies out there offering this, I'm probably going to click in the blog, see a, a list of options, and I'm going to go from there. I'm going to try a couple of them see how the messaging uh, is showing me what to do. But if maybe my company is on position five or six, but people start recognizing that brand, you can see your CTR increasing 
um, across the board as well. Uh, it's not um, as straightforward as, uh, you know, I got X amount of leads or I get X amount of clicks, uh, but there are ways to measure it as well. You could perhaps look at the uh, referral links as well. Are you getting more traffics and conversions uh, through those? If you are, maybe you're not number one for, for that keyword, but there's a listicle in there. Can you be on that listicle? And then you can measure because, you know, you can kind of assume that most of the links are coming from, from that specific page. Um, so you can show the impact uh, at the other end. It's not going to show up directly as SEO perhaps, uh, but you know it's a consequence of your good SEO work. Okay, okay. Now we're recording this shortly after Google uh, have made a decision to um, select their own page titles for certain web pages. But in general, do you think it's good practice to incorporate your brand name at the beginning or end of, of, of page titles or meta descriptions? Uh, absolutely, yes. Um, I think it's always a, a test to do. Um, I always put at the end. I've seen uh, cases where people decided to put in the front and their CTR is actually improved. So I would, as everything in SEO, I would not just take the word from someone else on it, but do your own test. Maybe get a, a list of blogs that you know that are ranking well, uh, or maybe not ranking on top three, but you know, change the titles, put your brand in the front, see if you start getting more clicks. Um, so you, you, know, you can try to isolate things and, and do your own test. Uh, Google is changing the titles to whatever they want right now. Uh, there's a lot of uh, backlash from the SEO industry because a lot of those are really bad. But I've seen a few cases where they actually look, look better than they were before. And so, you know, do, do your tests, see uh, what, what is working for you. And uh, perhaps, perhaps in some cases, Google is getting right, um, even though I'm not really happy with, the, with that change. Um, we have to to learn from it and, and do the best we can. Okay, okay. And educate Google, make sure you use schema, incorporating your brand on there, um, telling them specifically what, who your brand is, what it does, and um, making them more likely to incorporate your brand within page titles, I guess, as well. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think in most cases they are keeping the, the brand in there, mm -hmm. um, but it's always a, a matter of testing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and it's, 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 it's nice to see Google incorporating the brand and page titles because it shows that they, they want to encourage um, websites to focus in on brand and um, to, 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 to use the brand as the way to recognize that particular service. And um, if Google sees higher click-through rates, uh, th th higher click-through rates to that particular site because of that, then they're going to be more likely to to rank you um, higher than your competitors in the future. Um, so many different ways, um, not so obvious, but certainly many ways that you can measure success of that. Um, is this something, is this kind of brand work, something that um, an SEO should be doing as a one-off project and then perhaps setting and then forgetting about it for a few months? Or is this something that really needs to be looked at every single week? Um, I think not, not every single week, that's for sure. Um, but there's always like an iteration that you can do. Uh, maybe there's a new uh, structured data type that you can include, or maybe a new page that uh, we, you didn't put structured data before, or you didn't put all the elements that you could. Um, you know, keep monitoring if, the panels is still there. Uh, if Google is understanding you as a, as a brand connected to your competitors as well, uh, I think that's a good sign um, and it's easy to test. 
search for your brand or your competitor's brand and see if the, you know, below your knowledge panel, they show uh, similar brands, see if you are showing up um, as part of those. So I think there is some uh, ongoing work to be done, not as much as we do in terms of uh, links or content, uh, but there is a, a maintenance to, to keep doing that. I like what you said um, at the beginning there, search for your competitors' brands. So, so look to see what knowledge panels, what rich, rich snippets, what, what other elements are appearing um, within the search result as a result of someone searching for your competitors' brands. And perhaps you can make a list of that and then um, compile some kind of strategy to uh, hopefully have similar kind of results yourself as well moving forward. Yeah, yes. Um, I really like to do a, a research on my own brand as well and see what type of results um, are out there. So I've seen cases where a competitor was, was showing up on the knowledge panel or uh, not on the knowledge panel, sorry. I've seen cases where a competitor was showing up on the top 10 or in people also ask and maybe the information they have there is not correct. Um, it's hard to uh, own all of the space. Google will will put other websites uh, on the list, uh, but make sure that what's in there, um, it actually reflects your company. Um, sometimes it could be something simple. Maybe your YouTube profile is showing on, on your top five, but you forgot about that profile ages ago. You're not posting any new videos. Maybe your company description there uh, is incorrect. So make sure that you are presenting yourself the, the, the way you want in all the places. Um, People, even when they know your brand, they will research in other places. They will look for independent opinions. They will look at Reddit. They will ask friends. And if they are on a journey, let's say uh, top of the funnel, they are looking for a software or, or a service that will do what they want. They will look at a few places. And I think it's very different the journey you do, or at least for me, when I'm actually buying something uh, or interested in buying something, my journey is very different from my SEO mindset. Um, I forget about the keywords and where things are placed on the website. I'm looking for, is this answering what I need? Uh, is the information um, you know, strong and trustable enough? Uh, should I go to Reddit to find information about this? Should I go on Amazon and read more reviews? So I, I think this is also a good exercise uh, do this. Do the searches when you do a, a search uh, without SEO in mind for something that you that you want to buy. Um, take note of the steps that that you make and the things that matter for you, because you might rank, but you might not get the conversion if you are just thinking on, let's say, an old school SEO mindset. So you've convinced an SEO that they need to be spending a lot more time on brands in 2022, but they're busy. What's one thing that they will have been doing consistently over the last five years that they need to stop doing now because it's not as effective as it used to be in order to spend more time focusing in on brand? Um, I think one thing SEOs uh, should stop doing is to bothering to no-follow links to uh, uh, save page rank. Uh, first, you're losing that page rank regardless of the link being follow or no-follow. And second, this became a hint around two years ago. So... Google is just making their mind, uh, making up their mind on what is the, you know, what is the value of a link. So perhaps we shouldn't spend a lot of time trying to save that information if you're leaking out anyway. Okay, okay. And um, what about on-site link sculpting and using no follow on your own site? Is that a waste of time as well? 
old. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not a someone that would bother to you know follow my internal links, um, even if it's a page that doesn't have a, let's say a reason to rank. Uh, or you wouldn't show up in in, in searches, um, I wouldn't bother no following those links either. Superb stuff. Well, you can find Gus Pologia over at pologia.it. Gus, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2022. Thank you very much. Uh, excited to see this uh, published. And uh, send me a message if you want to talk about anything else. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>